The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus proposed another parable to the crowds, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a man who sowed good seed in his field. While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables, to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has been laid hidden from the foundation of the world. Then dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burnt up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus. So, my dear brothers and sisters, I'm Father Miguel de la Torre from the Legionaries, and I came to be here with you these two weeks while Father Peter is doing his spiritual exercises, praying for each one of you. So, I'm originally from Mexico. And then I have been a missionary, well, here in the U.S. I lived for seven years 
up in New Hampshire and Connecticut. Then now I'm back for five more years. I've been here for five more years. Then I was in Italy for a few years, and then down in South America and Brazil for 15 years. So Mass today doesn't have a New Zealand accent. We have a little bit of a Mexican and Portuguese accent. And I work up in Connecticut at the Seminary of the Legionaries of Christ. I'm the academic dean of the college and one of the professors as well, uh, teaching Latin and Greek and public speaking to our future priests. So please pray also for them and for us, their professors. We need a lot of patience to teach them Latin and Greek so that they can learn well. Well, today we have beautiful readings as we celebrate this Grandparents' Day. I'm not going to ask who is a grandparent here, but I think I can see, more or less. I'm not going to ask who the elderly are, because I don't think we have any elderly here. I see a lot of young people in your eyes and in your smiles, and that's what really matters. Our body can be a little bit elderly, but not our soul, never. And that's what we celebrate today. And that's why the Pope instituted this day, the love our grandparents and our elderly deserve. So this Holy Mass is for each one of you and for also those of us who already lost our grandparents, for them, for their eternal salvation. So for this homily, Jesus gives several parables about the kingdom of God and the love that God has for each one of us. And yesterday in the homily for the Vigil Mass, I was telling them, that I was up in New Hampshire last week. And then the fathers, we were going to have a meeting to program everything for next academic year. And one of the fathers said, Father Miguel, can you please go to the store and buy tomatoes for the hamburgers? Sure, I'll go to the store and buy tomatoes for the hamburgers. And I go in, and in my mind, I was expecting to find normal tomatoes. And all of a sudden, there was a box, and it said, New Hampshire grown tomatoes. And I'm like, hmm, I've never seen one of those. And they're actually different. It's a different color and a little bit of a different shape. So that's what I got. A New Hampshire grown tomato. And the fathers loved it. Well, two of them. Beautiful, great tomatoes. And then as I was going back to the meeting, and to tell you the truth, all this whole week, I have been thinking, and then God inspired me to use that for the homily, the love the farmer put into harvesting that tomato. Just imagine that farmer planting the seeds, taking care of the ground, to have as many tomatoes as possible. No one would ever say, I only want to keep the good tomatoes. The farmer goes and he wants every single one of those seeds to be fruitful to give good tomatoes. And that's his joy. That's the joy of God who makes things grow on earth and also the joy of the customers who are going to buy those tomatoes. And those tomatoes grew in the middle of worms, of insects, of a lot of rain that people got in New Hampshire this summer or have been getting this summer. A lot of sun at the same time. Many problems, many difficulties. But that's not what concerns and worries a farmer. His main concern, his worry, is to have beautiful New Hampshire grown tomatoes. If a farmer 
if a human person can have that much love for a vegetable, how much more love does God have for each one of us? And that's what he's trying to say today in all these parables and in the rest of the gospel. Sometimes we can think of the kingdom of God as good people and bad people. Do we really think that that's the way God sees the world? I really don't think that that's the way God sees the world. God planted each one of us on this earth. And he wants our happiness, our satisfaction, our fulfillment. And that is what makes him happy. The love that God has for each one of us. And of course God sees the evil that is in the world. And so do we. We just go to the newspaper. Well, I don't think anybody does that anymore. But uh, You go to your app and read the news. Well, in the seminary, we do have a newspaper. So to teach the seminarians that papers can still work even if you don't have electricity or power or internet. You can always go to the newspaper. But you go to the newspaper, to your app, look at the news, and everything is Russia and Ukraine, Biden and Trump, and storms and shipwrecks in the Mediterranean, and people dying, and some of the soldiers letting them die without rescuing them, and so many problems that we know of, and so many other ones that we don't know about. We see the problems. God sees the problems. But the message of the gospel is that God is not concerned with those big problems. He's concerned with each one of us. That we grow to be a full New Hampshire, North Carolina grown tomato, spiritual tomato. That is what gives us hope. Many times, all of us, we look at those news and we get discouraged with bad things that go on in the world. We might get discouraged with bad things that people do. But we need to see everything with the eyes of God. God wants the salvation of every single person. God wants the salvation of every single person. We cannot save the whole world. Jesus is the one who saves the world. But what we can do is to try to be good, to be holy to teach that to our children, to our grandchildren, maybe to our neighbors, to our friends, small communities. Pope John Paul II, Pope Francis, Pope Benedict, they have all been speaking for many decades about the importance of small communities, Christian communities. And not because we are the best or because we are better than anybody else. No. But in small communities, we learn to live together, to live the faith, to believe, to hope, to love. And we give example to each other. And we pray for the rest of the world. We're not better than anybody else. But we help God save everybody else. Just like there are many other people praying for us. And that's the beauty of the mystical body of Christ. So... Hopefully, we get the message from these readings, from this gospel, the love that God has for each one of us to be a fully grown, holy soul and to help our children, our grandchildren, transmit that positive view of the world. 
That farmer can look at all the bad things that happen around his tomato. But I really think the farmer focuses on the tomato, not on the problems around the tomato. So let us try to do the same thing through the intercession of Our Lady, the intercession of St. Joachim, St. Anne, to focus on ourselves, focus on our children and children, small communities, the people that we love. The problems are there, problems will always be there, but let us focus on our salvation and the happiness God wants to give us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We have come together to be present to our Savior in worship. In prayer, we offer our petitions to our Father. That the shepherds of the church will proclaim Christ, admonishing and teaching with all wisdom, we pray to the Lord. For an end to terrorism in the world, and for peaceful resolution to all conflicts between nations, we pray to the Lord. For the spiritual growth of our parish community, that we will commit ourselves to the truth of the gospel with zeal, self-sacrifice, and hope, we pray to the Lord. For members of the armed forces, that God will protect them during this period of worldwide uncertainty, we pray to the Lord. For the souls in purgatory, that through our prayers and sacrifices they may enter into the glory of heaven, we pray to the Lord. Today's Mass is being offered for the repose of the souls of Thomas Bryant Koch and Susan Koch. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick or infirm and for their caregivers, that God in his mercy will draw close to them and raise them up. We pray to the Lord. For the repose of the souls of all the faithful departed, that through our prayers and those of the Blessed Mother they may join the saints in heaven. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. For all our grandparents and all the other people, that God will reward them for everything they have done to make a better world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Loving Father, guide us in right paths and give us courage to face the challenges of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.